0: From the Financial Times in London, I'm John Murray-Brown and this is FT News. Elections in Holland this week are shaping up to be among the most divisive in the country's history. There are 28 parties on the ballot. None of them forecast to win more than 20%. The far-right Freedom Party, led by Geert Wilders, is vying to be the largest party. And now the Netherlands finds itself in a diplomatic spat with Turkey's President Recep Tayyip Erdogan. On the line with me to discuss this is Duncan Robinson, who has been covering the story for the FT. Duncan, we've just heard a clip from Rotterdam where Dutch police this weekend used dogs, horses and water cannon to break up a pro-Edouan demonstration. Tell us how this row with Turkey came about.
1: Well, the row started after the Turkish foreign minister announced a plan to campaign in the Netherlands where there's a a big expat Turkish community. It's ahead of a constitutional vote in Turkey. And while Dutch officials were happy for him to do so in the Turkish consulate, effectively on Turkish territory, they didn't want him to do it in public. They weren't particularly happy with this idea, partly because this is a very controversial referendum in Turkey and they didn't want to be seen to be favouring one side over the other. Now, when the foreign minister noticed that the Dutch were wavering on this issue, he threatened sanctions against the Netherlands, at which point the Dutch drew a red line and refused to let him into the country.
0: And he, I understand, is not the only minister who's been affected by this ban.
1: Well, yes, this is where the situation got a bit weird. Another Turkish minister entered the Netherlands by car, from Germany at which point she was intercepted by Dutch police and expelled and so you had this quite tense standoff between her guards and the Dutch police which could have got quite nasty and it's been a sort of war of words for the past few days in which the Netherlands has been labelled Nazis, fascists and described as the Banana Republic by the president of Turkey.
0: And how do you think uh, the Turkish controversy is likely to affect Wednesday's vote?
1: But in terms of the Turkish situation, a lot of pollsters think it will be a small positive for the government. There was a poll done which said that 86% of Dutch voters supported the government's actions over the weekend insofar that they banned the ministers, which is quite surreal in the Netherlands because this is a place where it's a very divided political spectrum, so to get that level of support is rare indeed. So there'll be a small boost for Mark Rutter's party simply from being in government and being seen to have handled the situation in a relatively competent manner.
0: We can hear now what Mr Wilders has said about this Turkish spat.
1: We are in Holland here, not in Turkey, and a Turkish minister has
0: no room here to lobby um, for um, somebody like uh, Mr Erdogan, who is a mere dictator. He's nothing else. In the light of those comments by Mr Wilders last week, and more like it, what role has his party played in the fallout with Turkey?
1: What do you think? That Geert builders has had on the Netherlands has been much more long term than the last few days' events. They're about 10 years old and they've shifted the debate on immigration and integration quite hard towards the right. The Netherlands now is quite a tough line. It thinks that arrivals should abide by Dutch values and that's become the norm among all parties. Now, Mr Wilders goes a bit further. He calls for the deportation of people who have dual passports and still support their governments in other countries. He thinks that they should be sent away.
0: And Mark Rutter, the Prime Minister, how has he altered his policy to try and blunt the appeal of Mr Wilders and woo back some of his supporters?
1: Well, over the past few years, Mark Rutte has taken quite a firm line on immigration and on refugees as well. He's been relatively critical of plans to share out refugees within the EU, and he's always called for quite a tough border in terms of access to the EU. Rutte kicked off the Dutch election campaign by taking out an advert in a Dutch newspaper which called on people to act normal or leave. Now, he didn't single out immigrants by name, but that was how people interpreted it. Some of his critics have argued that his party is effectively just gear Wilders' light. But there is a flip side to this. Wilders isn't the only party in the Netherlands. He's only forecast to get between 13 and 15% of the vote. And the centrist, liberal and left-wing parties, who are a lot more tolerant than Mr Wilders, are forecast to do very well. So it's quite a complicated story in the Netherlands at the moment.
0: The Dutch have always had coalitions... And Jesse Klaver's Green-Left party has also been enjoying rising support, as he told Reuters in a recent interview.
1: Uh, last elections, the PvV was always the biggest in the polls for, on, on, among youngsters, but now Green-Left is, is the biggest. Uh, and I'm very, to be honest, I'm very proud of it. Uh, I think more young people than ever are going to the polls. They were shocked what happened in the UK with, uh, with the Brexit, they were even more shocked after the election of Donald Trump. And they see that it's, that it's not imaginary, that it can happen. The same can happen here in the Netherlands with Geert Wilders or with Mark Rutte. So we see a lot of young people, for the first time, they are interested in politics. They are talking about their ideals and it's, it's amazing to see.
0: Duncan, what kind of role is his party likely to play in any coalition government in the Netherlands?
1: Well, Green Left have a, a really crucial role because they're going to have about 20 seats, which considering there are only 150 in the Dutch Parliament, it is quite a big say. So that puts them on roughly the same level as other more established parties, such as D66, which are another liberal party, and the prime minister's own party, who are forecast to get about 24 seats. So they're going to be absolutely crucial. And this is relatively new in Dutch politics. This is a party that's only been around since the uh, early 90s. It's led by this charismatic 30-year-old man. And the last election... They only got four seats, and so they've risen by five-fold. So there's been a huge shift in Dutch politics. For all that everyone seems to have been writing a lot about gear builders, the real story, in terms of the most improved performance, has been the green left. And it's certainly up in the air how things will actually go. A lot of Dutch voters haven't decided how they will vote. About 55% are either toying between two or three parties or simply haven't chosen one at all. So there is still scope for a small surprise, and it certainly wouldn't be the first time in recent years that the polls have been completely wrong.
0: We await the outcome of Wednesday's poll with interest. Thank you, Duncan. And to read more about this, please go to ft. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit MFM.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Here at Bellingcat, we get to the bottom of things. From a global crisis to an underreported event, we find the facts using publicly available tools and resources, uncovering what is hidden on and below the surface.